Hey guys, before we get into today's conversation with the queen of mini sessions, Rebecca Rice, I wanted to make a quick announcement. You know how I'm always telling you that you need to know your numbers? <laughs> well, every once in a while, I try to listen to my own advice. So I recently sat down with someone to look at some of the data in my education business as well as my photography business. And one of the big things that this person told me was that although there are a lot of you listening to the podcast these days, which is amazing, um, many fewer of you have actually taken the time to go through my free masterclass where I teach you my signature system, which as hopefully you know by now is called the simple sales system. <laughs> and I was all, what? Seriously? And he was all, yep, better do something about that. So, real talk, if you like this podcast and you think I offer good content here, but you haven't yet scheduled an hour to sit down with a cup of coffee, a notebook, and yours truly, you basically ain't seen nothing yet. Simple Sales takes all of these little lessons that I teach every week and puts them into one comprehensive system for creating predictable profit in your photography business, streamlining your workflow so that it's super manageable, and then blowing your clients away with your amazing customer service. So if you haven't done that yet, I want you to put it on your calendar. You know that if it's not on your calendar, it's probably not going to happen. But the uh, masterclass is pre-recorded, so you can watch it whenever it is most convenient for you. And then when you're ready, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash simple and prepare to put your business into high gear. <laughs> And with that, let's cue the music on this week's episode. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it and I can show you how. Hey, Rebecca, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. It's so lovely to have you here. Hey, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, I was told that I needed to bring you on the podcast, and then I heard from you, and it felt like pure serendipity, like this is this is a person who has great information for my audience and um and honestly I'm really excited to talk to you because um our topic today is mini sessions you are known as the queen of mini sessions and um the truth is that I have kind of I gave up mini sessions quite a while ago at this point um every once in a while I'll do mini sessions and I do offer them to people who are in my member membership, but they're not, they're not traditional mini sessions. It's like a one-off mini session option. Um, so I am dying to hear about your, you know, thoughts and, um, feelings about how to structure those and set them up and market them in a way that really feeds your business. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. For sure. for yeah. I'm so excited. I could talk about mini sessions all day. It's, my favorite topic. So um, awesome. surely you'll be able to get some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I would love to kind of start with a little bit of history on you. How long have you been in business? Yeah, so I'm in my fourth year in business. 
um, we exploded very, very quickly. Um, for the first three and a half years of my business, I was actually part-time by choice. So mm-hmm. I had a full-time job. Um, I was a youth pastor at a church in Plano, Texas. And did that for a long time and photography was just fun. And I I liked the outlet. So I did that part-time by choice. And then my family actually moved across the country. We uh, just moved to Nashville, Tennessee um, last November. So in the process of that move, my husband and I both went full-time in our business and it's just continued to boom. So that's been just the biggest blessing. And um, it's been a wild, unexpected ride. That's for sure. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. And, um, and yeah, I guess if you were part-time, so I would love to hear a little bit more about like how part-time is part-time, what kind of hours were you keeping when you were, when you were just, you know, going those first three and a half years? Yeah. Um, very part-time. I'm a mom of two toddlers. So I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And Mm -hmm. so at the time my daughter was fresh and new. And then, you know, we had my son in the process. So I only shot on weekends. I tried to only shoot one day a week. That's where the whole like mini sessions thing kind of was born because I was forced into, you know, how do I make the most profit with such limited time? And so, you know, I worked full time at my job and then I could work some in the evenings when the kids went to bed, but our hours were very limited. And within my first year, I surpassed my full-time income doing this part-time because of mini sessions. So it just goes to show like whether there's, you know, full-time people out there or this is your side gig, like mini sessions can absolutely work with minimal time commitment because I didn't have the time to commit to it. Yeah. And I am a big believer that whether you have been in business for a long time or, you know, especially if you're first starting out, one of the hardest barriers to overcome can be getting someone to make a big financial commitment to you first thing. Um, Even if you have a beautiful portfolio, even if, you know, whatever, especially if you don't have a strong word of mouth referral network yet, it can be very difficult to like say to someone, great, you're going to spend a thousand dollars with me without them having, you know, sort of firsthand knowledge that working with you is great. And that I would guess is where you would say like the mini session is the perfect entree into your business. Absolutely. I started my business. Some of my very first paid clients were mini sessions. Um, It's a great way to build your list and build your audience. And um, those families come back year after year. And it's just awesome to be able to serve them through the course of, you know, their lives and their children's lives. And it's, it's really cool that mini sessions can be a door to that. Yeah, that is. It's also um, kind of a way to perhaps build your portfolio, but also build, if you're new, your um, sense of the kinds of families or people that work well with you, you know, sort of get a better handle on who your ideal client is. Um, and then be able to take that to your larger, uh, offerings when, when you're ready to move there, or even if you're offering those simultaneously. Um, so tell me a little bit about how your mini section session days are structured or, you know, give me, give me the basic rundown. Yeah. So I do 15 minute mini sessions back to back, usually in a like two to three hour time block. I don't like shooting more than that. I could, I choose not to. That's the beauty of running your own business. (laughs) And so I, um, I'll do eight to 12 minis at one time. And I try to only shoot one date 
per weekend. So either Saturday or Sunday, um, that way, you know, just protect that family time and stuff. So, um, during our peak seasons, like the fall, we are shooting a day of minis every single week. So I'll do about 13 dates of fully booked minis. And when I say fully booked, I mean two to three hour time blocks. And so, um, in our minis, we include five images and then we deliver a full gallery of 20 images where we then upsell that full gallery. So that goes very well. My clients love it and we get return clients all the time. So that's kind of our basic rundown. That's awesome. Um, okay. So what I imagine is that everyone who's listening is like, great, this sounds great. Mini sessions sound great. How in the world do you fill 13 weeks of let's see, 4, 8, 12, 12 to 15 mini sessions per week, you know, that really comes down to getting the word out about your business. Um, so marketing. So talk to me a little bit about your marketing strategy um, for mini sessions. Yeah. One of my favorite free ways to market our mini sessions is through Facebook mom groups. I know not everybody listening may be a mom, but if you are, if you're not utilizing mom groups as a free form of advertising, you are missing out because there are thousands of local moms there that are looking to get photos done. And so that was our easiest in to the local market was through these mom groups being able to post, or if you can't post commenting when people are looking for photographers, I mean, it's just the people are there. So that is my absolute favorite way to, you know, market for free. Um, we utilize our email list hundred percent. That was something that we started building very early and mini sessions are a great way to help build that email list. Um, and I've done like, you know, a giveaway for a mini session to build that email list. Um, a couple of years ago, I did a 24 hour giveaway for a mini spot we couldn't fill. And we got 400 local moms on our email list in 24 hours. And yeah, so we tested it out to see like, are these actually people that are going to book with us later? Or are we wasting our time? Well, long game, we had a bunch of them end up booking with us later, maybe not that year, but you know, when the spring came around or fall again. And so it was a big win for us, but email marketing is definitely huge for us. And then we do the occasional Facebook ads when necessary. I wouldn't say that's like a, you must do kind of strategy because there's so many free options available for many sessions. Um, but Facebook ads, you know, if it comes down to it and we still don't have spots filled, they'll get the job done. I want to hear more about this contest that you ran. So how did you get the word out about the contest? Was that something that you ran ads for? Or was that something that you were just kind of putting out on these mom groups? Or how did that work? Nope, no ads. It was all free. Um, It was word of mouth through social media, through the mom groups, because there are some mom groups that won't let you advertise, but something like a giveaway is fine. So, you know, that's kind of your workaround or there's like, you know, garage sale groups, things like that. So that's where we posted. And instead of your typical giveaway on social media where they say, you know, like our page, tag a person, blah, blah, blah. That's wasted time. (laughs) So we linked our... um, Uh, an opt-in form to our email list and said, the way you enter is you fill out the opt-in form and then you comment here to let us know that you entered. And so by doing that, that's how we got 400 moms on our email list because they're like, oh, sure, I'll give you my email to win a free mini session. And it went very, very well. Super smart. That is, uh, that's great. And I love the fact that it is, Although you can't like go advertise or talk about your business in terms of like, hey, come hire me. If you are running a contest of sorts that you could just go organically post about that. 
Um, so on, if you had to guess, like how many of these parenting groups or garage sale groups, or, you know, those kinds of local Facebook groups, do you keep up with and how regularly are you checking in with them and posting and things like that? Yeah. During, uh, like lower seasons during the summer and stuff. Cause I shot in Texas for years and it was way too hot in the summer oh, to be I'm shooting. Sure. So in those times I kind of lay, lay lower. Um, I don't want to spam the group or anything. I'll stay active, you know, just commenting on random people's stuff so that they see my name and they're familiar and because the algorithm likes that. And so, yeah. you know, I'll keep active in there so that whenever it does come time to post those people see my post. Um, and then during those peak seasons, I'm posting about once a week in those groups until until my spots fill. Usually my spots fill within like two weeks of posting. If that, sometimes it just takes one post and they're full. So that's how like incredible that tool can be mm-hmm. that it doesn't take long. And so um, there's, there's definitely a strategy to it and you have to understand how the group works and how, you know, the, the posts get boosted to the top and all the things. But um, as long as you're driving engagement to it, I mean, that's the best way. So you don't want to be spammy, but I think about once a week is good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think marketing is one of those top of mind issues uh, for everybody in business, I'm sure. But um, (laughs) I always feel like when people ask me about that, my answer is like, I wish I could give you like a quick and easy answer, but it really is about consistency and it's about showing up and not spamming people and not being super salesy, not being afraid to ask for the sale when the time comes, but also just developing real relationships. Like this is a relationship-based built uh, business. So um, let's say that somebody's not doing an entire season of mini sessions, but rather is just planning on like one or two mini session dates, let's say for the fall. When would you say they should start the marketing process? Yeah, I teach my students to start marketing about six weeks out. Six to eight weeks is our golden like time. That's one of the biggest mistakes that people make with minis is they wait way too long to start advertising. So if you're wanting to do minis two weeks from now, you're way too late. You want to give yourself the appropriate time to market because sometimes they will book out in a couple hours, but sometimes they won't. And in those times, you want to give yourself the week's you know, to, to be able to market appropriately, especially, you know, for posting in these groups once a week, like that gives you six chances to be able to post. Whereas if your minis are two weeks from now, you're probably going to struggle. So unless you have this massive client base, which some people do, but I would assume most people don't. And so, um, that's, that's my, my golden number is about six weeks to give yourself plenty of time. And, In addition to these, um, like Facebook groups that you're posting about your new minis in, I'm assuming that you're obviously emailing this list you've been building, um, and anywhere else that people should think about marketing other platforms or. Um, I think it depends on where their clients are. So like my clients, not a lot of them are on Instagram, which I don't know why they're just, yes, it's so random. And that's so good to know. Yes. And so I figured that out because I send my, my clients a questionnaire. And one of the questions is, you know, can we share your stuff on social media or, you know, what is your social media links or whatever? So we can tag you. And so many of them, you know, sent us their Facebook and they're like, oh, I don't have Instagram. And I'm sitting there looking at that, like, 
seriously, like you don't have Instagram, but for whatever reason, I don't know if it's, it sounds like it's just my clients because everybody else has clients on Instagram. So yeah. it's super weird, but that's just what I found. So we don't put all our energy into Instagram for, you know, for our clients, but yeah. I know some people that book very well through Instagram. So wherever your clients are, that's where I would say to spend the majority of your time. I know mine are on Facebook. So that's where we put the majority of our energies. Mm-hmm. And what kind of a, so we're six weeks out from mini session date one. Um, you send out an email blast, you put it up on Facebook or Instagram or wherever else. Um, and then that's it, right? You just say it one time and leave it, or I'm assuming maybe not. Probably not. No, it's going to be a consistent effort because, um, you know, there's this idea that we don't want to over like, you know, over communicate and get people tired of hearing it. But um, I learned early on in my ministry career that when people are, when you're like tired of talking about something, people are just now starting to hear it for the first time. And Mm -hmm. so it takes a lot of repetition because somebody may have to see something six times before registering like, Oh, I probably need to book a fall mini session. And so you have to be consistent in, um, you know, letting people know what's going on because odds are, and you know, the way that algorithms work, especially if you're using that social media platforms, they're just not seeing it. And so that's why I really love email because they are guaranteed to see it. It drops in their inbox, whether they open it or not, they see your name. Mm-hmm. So um, we put, you know, we, we prioritize our email list first. And so when I say that six weeks, we usually give our VIPs, that's what we call our email list. We give our VIPs one week uh, where we advertise just an email, let them book their spots so that they have some kind of like perk for being on our email list. And then we'll open it up to social media and then post consistently until we book all our spots. So your mini session schedule sounds pretty full in terms of like that being a full-time gig. Are you also offering full sessions and other kinds of sessions or is that pretty much, have you honed in on this market? Yeah. So I love this question because I kind of go against the grain of most people. Um, During peak season, we primarily offer mini sessions. The only time we'll do a full session is if it's something that can't be a mini, like a maternity session or a lifestyle newborn, something like that. But mm-hmm. anything else, if you're doing a family session, it's going to be a mini session because I know that I make way more hourly doing mini sessions because I can stack eight at a time. I'm driving there one time. You know, I it, it's just so much better for my time than to do a full session. Now, unless your full sessions are a thousand plus dollars, then that's that may be a good option. But if that's not the case, which for most people, I would say it's probably not, then mini sessions are a way bigger bang for your buck. So during peak seasons, you know, and I have people tell me all the time, they say, that's so dumb. Why would you, why would you not offer full sessions during peak seasons? I'm like, because I can stack eight or 12 at one time charge, you know, I, my minis are 285 at a minimum 285 to 350 for 15 minutes. Like that really adds up (laughs) for hourly. So, um, I, I do have an associate photography team, which is a whole separate thing and they do full sessions, but Mm -hmm. that's like, you know, we, we book all our minis first as our top priority. Nice. I think that it is absolutely worth underlining that like, (laughs) This is a situation where you have looked at your life and what you need. You have looked at your ideal clients and what they want and need, and you have created a business that works for you. And I, you know, say this over and over and over and over on this podcast and everywhere else that I talk, but like 
if anyone is telling you that there is one way to run a business, you like should run the other way from them because that's just, you know, there are so many different people out there who are achieving success, defining it their way. And that's really the beauty of entrepreneurship. It's like, do what works for you, do what you love. Um, so I love that this has been so successful for you. Now, I do know that there are probably a lot of people listening who do mini sessions and full sessions or, you know, want to do mini sessions and full sessions if they're not quite there yet. What um, would you give as far as recommendations for making sure that you aren't ruining one part of your business by like giving away too much or not, you know, how, how do you balance that when it comes to offering both? Yeah, I think it's understanding and, and communicating to your clients that a mini session and a full session are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Where even if you get the full gallery for a mini session, that's 20 images. Whereas a full gallery for a full session is going to look very different. In my minis, we have a set location. We do not move around. You're getting one background choice. Like this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a full session, you have so much more flexibility and you can get a lot more variety. And so I think number one is communicating very clearly that they're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that way client expectations, you know, you have to set that early on. The second thing is to price your minis accordingly, because if your full sessions are, you know, a thousand dollars and you're doing doing 199 minis, like that doesn't make sense. Why, mm-hmm. why would, you know, they're getting a better deal for the mini. The mini session is not supposed to be a better deal. It's supposed to be, you know, more expensive for the number of images that they're getting. So for five images, they're paying 285. And if you're giving away, you know, a hundred plus images for $500, like it just, you want the, the mini session to not be the deal. You want the full session to be the deal that way that it would encourage them to book the higher price. And if they don't, you get rewarded for making more hourly. That makes sense. Hang on guys. I have a quick message for you. Did you know that this can't be that hard? Isn't the only podcast I host. Each month, my marketing director, Dana, and I team up to bring you a fresh injection of marketing ideas and inspiration on our other podcast called The Consistency Club. The podcast is free and available to any photographer looking to uplevel their marketing game, or you can take it one step further and join The Consistency Club, where you get the extended version of the podcast along with monthly email and social media templates, bonus trainings, and special access to the live marketing events we host twice a year. If you're interested in tuning in, You can search for and subscribe to The Consistency Club wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join us in the membership, you can visit go.thiscantbethathard.com slash club to sign up. Um, And you keep talking about, you know, it's one location, it's one backdrop. Tell me a little bit about, now you're doing these all the time. Do you have a studio that you're shooting your minis in or how do you, how do you set up the kind of logistical side of things? Yeah, most of my, I do not have a studio. Most of my minis are shot outdoors. So we will pick one set location for each date of minis. And so, you know, for the fall, we may have four dates of fall minis where we'll have four different locations. Um, For Christmas minis, I do a lot of red truck minis. Those are like the big thing in Texas. Everybody wants a red truck Christmas mini. So we do several dates of those. And then there is a local studio in Texas that has an, um, like a full setup included Mm -hmm. in the studio rental for Christmas. So people love that too. So that's what we'll, we'll kind of rotate through all of those options. So if they want an indoor option, there's a studio that we rent and we just include that in the price so that we don't charge them extra for, well, 
I should say, we don't pass off the studio fee. We just raise our price for the studio sessions so right. that it's included. Um, but primarily the majority of our stuff is shot outdoors. Um, that does come, you know, weather comes into play mm -hmm. and that, that gets a little interesting, you know, rescheduling everybody. But uh, most of the time it, it works fine. <laughs> There's yeah. occasional, occasional times where we run into issues, but most of the time it's fine. Um, when you are shooting outdoors, do you do, do you ever like start that off by saying this is our date and here's our rain date? Or do you literally like, if it gets rained out or weather weathered out <laughs> in some way or another, are you just like calling each and every individual and saying, okay, we need to move this. Cause that it does get tricky. I'm sure to try and move everybody to a single date. Yeah, we um, do not schedule a rain date unless we have to because we're shooting in such high volume. We shoot over 100 families every season. So mm -hmm. in in that, it would just be a logistical nightmare to plan a rain out date for each set of minis. So we cross that bridge when we get there. I do leave intentional space in my calendar because in the event that we do have to reschedule, if I have no availability, like that's a problem. So I leave intentional space, which I do that anyway for family boundaries. Um, and so we only like to shoot one day a week. Um, but what we'll do if we do have to, you know, reschedule, I watch the weather from, you know, Monday, let's say we're shooting on Saturday. If it looks like there may be a chance of rain, I communicate to my clients and let them know that I'm aware. And then I'm watching it and I will let them know. And we wait to make that call until about 24 hours before. If the chance of rain is like 80%, we go ahead and call it and say, okay, here's the rain out date. And we move everybody to the next date. You know, we, where, whenever it is, we, we keep the same time slots, same everything, and just move the whole block to another date. In the event that they're not able to make that second date, what we'll do is we'll give them options for other minis that we have because we have so many that we'll just tag them on to another session. If you know you're in listening and you're not going to do another date of minis, maybe tag them onto a full session because you don't want to go out and do a standalone mini session. That's not worth your time. That's not how minis are designed to be right. profitable. Like it's not going to work that way. And so you can either tag them on to the end or the beginning of a full session you already have scheduled or another date of minis. But most of the time people are flexible with the fact that you can't control the rain and right. they understand that. And they're really willing. Um, they do a good job of like rearranging their schedule if possible. I usually only have maybe two or three families in a whole season that we have to make special circumstances for if we have to reschedule. Yeah. So what I'm hearing here is that you have built like a really good system where you kind of have like, this is how it works each and every time I know what to expect. I know how to prepare my clients so that they know what to expect. And it's just sort of like moving somebody down that path. Would, would you say that's accurate? Yes, we have um, this down to a T. We have a lot of automations in place for our client experience because we want, yes, yes we <laughs> want our, our clients to, you know, have a positive experience and be served well, but in such high volume, it's impossible for us to do that 
you know, manually. And so we use Dubsado. I love Dubsado and all of their automations. It's Mm -hmm. unmatched to any other platform as of right now. And so um, we have our clients receive a client experience guide, which is my version of a style guide. They receive a questionnaire and then they receive a final info email a week before their session that gives them all the reminders again, um, specific directions to our location, their time, everything. So all those pieces are automated and literally we just like we book them and hit go and then the whole thing runs. So it took a while to build that system, but once it's in place and you have those workflows, then it just makes booking a breeze. That's great. And, um, before I let you go, I do want to get back a little bit to this email marketing thing. Cause I feel like it, um, I know that when we were sort of going back and forth before we recorded the podcast, you had mentioned that that's such a big piece of your, process and sort of a big piece of what you attribute your success in this to, do you have any just sort of general tips for, um, building and maintaining a good email marketing system? Yeah. For building one of the best places to start is with your like past clients. Now you can't just go add past clients to your email list. That's not how it works, but you can invite them. And, you know, as you're shooting sessions, you can make it part of your process to ask them if they'd like to be added to your VIP email list, call it a VIP list. So it sounds nice and official and, you know, exclusive. Um, but past clients is a really great place to start. Another thing you can do is like have an opt-in on your website, a place where people can choose to opt-in for, you know, those discounts or exclusive, whatever you want to say that they get. Um, And then, you know, reaching out in those local groups whenever you can, anytime you have a conversation with somebody, um, for example, whenever I have somebody inquire and maybe we, we aren't available or just something doesn't work out, I always ask them if they'd like to be added to my email list so that they can get updates later and, you know, find availability, maybe the next time you run mini sessions or something. So um, that's something that is a priority for us is to continuously, you know, market that email list, um, just so that we because I know, well, that's the fastest way to get our bookings is Mm -hmm. through our email list for free with people that are ready to buy from you. So Mm -hmm. that's just a few ways that you you can start. Um, Now, you mentioned about like nurturing that list. We actually don't email our list consistently. We aren't occasionally if we have a blog post or something with, you know, client tips, we'll send that. But for the most part, that's, you know, left for, Hey, now booking spring minis, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, it kind of depends. I know some people that like to email their list, their like client blog posts, which that's an option too. Um, you could do like a once a month newsletter where you kind of recap the month of, you know, the sessions that you shot and, you know, show blog post examples and things like that. Um, so there's a lot that you could do there. We just kind of keep it minimal because we know, um, we're still, you know, keeping up with them on Facebook. So email is, we primarily leave that to selling. Well, and it sounds like you have enough opportunities when you are, when you do have many sessions, it's not like a once a year email. So, you know, right. I think that you're, you're still showing up in their inbox. And to your point, even if someone's not opening your email, they're seeing your name, it's reminding them like, oh yeah, photography. Oh yeah. It's getting to be that season. So I think that that's, um, it's such a, it's such a good strategy, no matter what it is that you're selling, but for many sessions, for sure, it's a no brainer. Um, well, that's awesome. So Rebecca, I know that you have a pretty juicy sounding, um, free offer for people. And I would love for you to tell us about that. 
Yeah, I do. I have a free mini sessions class that is open to anybody. We dive into, you know, the specifics of what my mini sessions look like. And um, I give like my big marketing secrets of, of what I do to make this thing go because, you know, the, the, we dive into the idea of having a conversion rate and, you know, you have to get in front of more people if you want to book more minis, it's easy as that. And so we talk about ways to practically get in front of more people um, so that you can book those higher volumes. So that free class is available. Um, you can head to my website at Rebecca slash minis dash class. So super easy to find. Um, I think there's a pop-up on my website that you, if you just go to the website, it'll pop up and you can sign up there too. So, um, lots of opportunity, but people love that class. They love that they leave with actionable steps, that it's not a waste of time. I'm very much like a no fluff teacher. I want you to leave with pages of notes and things to apply right now. So that's what you'll find there. Awesome. Very good. And so say the website one more time. Sure. Rebecca rice photo.com slash minis dash class. Okay. Excellent. And, um, are you, I'm assuming you are on Instagram. You want to share your handle <laughs> since I know a lot of my listeners, unlike your audience perhaps is, uh, is on Instagram. Yes. You can find me at Rebecca Rice Photography. My Instagram is primarily photography education. Since my clients don't hang out on Instagram, we, you know, market to photographers. So I post lots of photography tips and, um, you can see the behind the scenes of how we run things. And, um, it's just a cool place to hang out. I'm open in my DMS. If you have any questions, um, that's where you can find me best. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I will look forward to talking to you again soon. Of course. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.